Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything. Kratom. Happy Wednesday. Also, to all my fellow Jewish people out there, Happy New Year. Uh, Little do these mere mortals know what we have in the future. It is the year 5782, and we've got flying hover cars and everything. Anyway, um, yeah, hi everybody. Hope you're all doing well. Today I thought that we would go over a really cool comment, or or sorry, uh, post rather, on Reddit that this person is just a boss. (laughs) They are amazing. A little bit of context for those of you who don't know. Right now there's an open comment submission period that people can submit their comments to to the FDA regarding several substances. Basically, people are submitting comments about, you know, how they feel about these several substances with regards to if they should be regulated or not or banned or not. And the FDA is asking for these comments for them to quote unquote consider so that then they can make a determination about what they think, you know, these what the state of these substances should be regards to regulation or being banned. And then when the FDA makes that, you know, decision, they are going to send a recommendation to the World Health Organization for an international, uh, you know, set of regulations or ban or whatever the FDA comes up with. Um, what happens from there? I don't know. So people are submitting comments in droves and the, the substances that are a part of this potential regulatory action or ban are very, very different. There's a number of chemicals I've never heard before. There's phenibit, which I have heard of. Um, and that's an interesting thing we could talk about another time. And then there's kratom or the active, you know, alkaloids in kratom. And it's, you know, right from the get-go, as I was looking through comments myself uh, last month, every single comment was about Kratom. <laughs> I mean, it, it's really amazing, you know, like nobody's really talking about these other things. It just goes to show you. I mean, why are they grouping these, you know, completely different substances together? So I thought that was interesting. I thought that was me being, you know, analytical. The little that I know, this person was out here. Um, I'm not going to say their Reddit username just their own privacy sake uh, and I haven't gotten in touch with them to, to use their username so I'm not going to say their username out loud but this is an incredible breakdown of data on Reddit um, and this is what they did so they pulled 200 comments from the regulations.gov database at random by the submission ID number and then they took these comments and they categorized them using common criteria and report findings. And at the time that they did this, there were uh, 4,600 comments that were publicly available and there were 25,000 total that had been submitted. You know, I think we're pushing up like around 60,000, give or take, submitted um, now, maybe more. And as I'm looking at the regulation.gov website at the moment, it looks like seven over 7,000 comments are now available publicly. So people are still submitting comments, which is great. So we're going to go through some of this data that this person pulled from a random sampling of 200 comments. 
And I think it's going to be interesting for, for everybody. So here we go. Taking a look at the first set of data, this is looking at within each comment, is the commenter um, supportive of Kratom remaining legal or being regulated to, you know, people who are over 21 can still use it? Or are they in opposition to Kratom being legal? In other words, do they want it to be scheduled? as you know a drug that is restricted so of this first category 98 percent of the comments were talking about kratom in a supportive manner saying that it should remain legal 98 percent two percent said that it should be scheduled okay moving on from there the next set of data is looking at who's commenting um there's 11.5% of the comments were just general comment, so it didn't really specify. But then 83% were self. In other words, 83% of the comments were coming from people who they themselves have used or currently use Kratom. 3% talked about a family member. So a family member who uses it or has used it. And then... 1.5% was both. They use it and a family member. Very interesting. Um, and makes sense. Moving on. So this is this is really where it gets into the fun, nitty-gritty analytical stuff. So situations and conditions. In other words, what are they using Kratom for? What are they talking about Kratom in context to? Um, Here's the main category. 64% of comments talk about Kratom with relations to how it helps with pain. 23% talk about how it helps with anxiety, helps them or family member with anxiety. Um, and 14.5% talk about how it's helped or helps with depression, with their depression. And the final um, larger category is addiction. So it helps someone, uh, you know, seeking treatment for addiction to drugs or alcohol. And it has a, a footnote that says some of these addiction cases were caused by prior treatment with addictive medicines. So those are the big ones there. It's pain, anxiety, uh, addiction, and depression. Those are all really serious, and, and um, it's it's pretty amazing that Kratom can have an effect on so many different serious, deep issues. Really, it is. So, and then going into some of the smaller categories, because there are more, 5% of the commenters said that it helped with chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. On the other end, um, you had 5% of people talking about how it helped with sleep. And then, uh, let's see, 2% said that it helped with PTSD. 
2.5% uh, said that it helped with feminine health. 2.5% uh, said it helped with migraines. And then 4% said um, the, the category is death. <laughs> and then there's a footnote, um, which I'm glad because I wouldn't understand that one otherwise. Uh, it says suicide. And then in parentheses, it says, is there an attempt at suicide or someone died due to a condition or family member died from alcohol or opioid use without trying Kratom or before respondent knew about it? And that's an interesting one. Um, I, I don't think I, I've done an episode yet on my own personal family story when it comes to this, but that one rings true in my family. So um, very, very interesting. I'm glad that they included that category. I'm sure a lot of people have that thought, oh, I wish this person you know, had known about this other potential you know, help. Okay, moving on, uh, replaced substances. So this is looking at specifically what substances were the people who I'm assuming were addicted or if not addicted, they were taking a medicine that they did not want to take, uh, but were taking it for a certain reason. Both are valid. Um, what substance are they or were they replacing with Kratom successfully? Okay, 34% we're replacing opioids, either prescribed opioids or illegal. Both, both of those. 5% um, were replacing benzos. 8% uh, were replacing pain medications or other. And it says in parentheses, NSAIDs, muscle relaxants, nerve block injections. Wow, nerve block injections. Wow. 4% said that it was helping them replace antidepressant medication. 7% said it was helping them replace alcohol. And then 7.5% said that it was helping them replace multiple or other drugs or substances. So that's a pretty wide breadth of um, things that it's replacing for people. Opioids. Benzos, pain medications, antidepressants, alcohol, and then other, multiple and other. And that's a significant multiple other category, 7.5%. That's the same amount of people who mentioned alcohol. So, wow, you know. Okay, so then this is moving on here. Okay, this is interesting. 5% of the com commenters mentioned that they sought Kratom because adequate treatment was denied or terminated. So people were not able to get the services they required, get the treatment they required, or they lost the treatment that they required, uh, or they stopped getting the prescription. And that's why they sought out Kratom. 5%. Okay, and then this is um, the last bit of data here, and it's a bit uh, more specific. It says 2.5% of the comments also mentioned Phenibit. Phenibit. 
And that one's an interesting one. That, um, you know, maybe we should talk about that sometime. Uh, but it's an interesting chemical. Um, then 1.5% mentioned that they were physically disabled. 4.5% uh, of the comments only attacked the FDA, the World Health Organization, or the DEA. Um, criticized the agency to some degree without making specific claims of suitability. 0.5% um, active duty service member. And then 3% of the people commenting had a service-related injury that Kratom was helping with. So that's kind of the overview of all the data. And I think that it's just phenomenal that what this person did because it's just a small sampling, 200 comments. But, um, you know, it, it really gets, it gets, uh, it helps us get the picture of, of what people really care about and what Kratom is really helping people with. So I think that it's an awesome uh, snapshot of what people are submitting to the FDA, and I hope that the FDA will consider these comments because, you know, it's important. It's people's lives. Uh, so it's just phenomenal is what this person did. I hope that they do it again uh, because I'd love to get an updated snapshot of everything. So yeah, that's everything for today, you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you found this interesting. And I will be continuing to monitor the webs to see if anything else interesting pops up about the data when it comes to the comments being submitted to the, to the FDA. So um, stay tuned and uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day.